<laughs> Otherwise, I have to wait till like seven o'clock tonight. If you're interested in some really good glassware that's cheap, but it's, it's an antique. Some of those bottles up there are dated before the Civil War. And over there, I used to have in that empty space, I used to have some of the prettiest Shirley Temple bottles I've ever seen. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Sack, episode 397, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, joined this week by Brian. He stole the Snickers for the Nougat Dunaway. Did it all for the Nougat. Uh, the Nougat. Oh, hi. What's that? Do I have a scary story to tell around the campfire after a long day of being clueless college students on a rampage of ignorance, sexual desires, and general tomfoolery? All the name of Nougat. Why, yes. Yes, I do. Here then, let me tell you a tale about the one time I heard a weird and unsettling story about my local bowling alley. Or as I like to call it, every story I have ever heard about my local bowling alley. But first, look everyone, the director of our movie has decided to inject himself directly into the movie and play the part of Marijuana Jesus. See how he brings <laughs> enough pot to feed the 5,000? Dude, I'm totally going to be Smokey the Clown. Anywho, don't anybody else... Does anybody else feel like they have the cooties? Because my crotch is feeling uh, much more cootie than usual. Say, can you guys check me for crotch cooties? I'm sure they're fine to touch. No, no, go ahead. Touch my cooties. <laughs> now you have the crotch cooties as well. Hey, let's go wash them off down by the stream. Crotch moded. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes. So many questions. So much, that. so much crotch. A lot of crotch. Yes. A lot of crotch. Also, also, addition in addition to the crotch, Randy Ballpeen Hammer Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. Randy. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I was a sheriff's deputy out in a patch of woods somewhere in North Carolina? Hmm. No. Sorry. No. You would not believe how much of nothing we had out there. But what we did have was college students from Tennessee trying to spend their whole spring break in rental cabins, which is big business out here, even though there's only one cabin. And for some reason, spring break takes place in the fall with all them leaves on the ground. And I don't have to tell you, y'all know how much groups of horned up college students just love to isolate themselves. Everybody knows that. Uh, what was I saying? Anyway. <laughs> I was a teenage sheriff's deputy with a sad mustache and a uniform that looked like it was straight out of one of them costume stores that open up every October in that building that used to be the Sears back when there was such a thing as Sears. Y'all remember Sears, right? That used to be a store. Oh, well, happy Halloween, fellas. Right. How timely. <laughs> I hate that sheriff so bad, or that deputy, or whatever he was. Hey, hate the, the party guy. Hey, party guy. Uh, I freaking hated him. Uh, but I'll tell you who I like. It's Brian always coughing blood on a beetle ibbet. Oh, yeah. 
I know that beetle is like uh, now possessed. Blood. Yep. It's not okay, good. Uh, I want to thank you for coming in today to do some voiceover work for Cabin Fever. Uh, the movie has 238 uses of the F-bomb, and we need to make a version that can be shown on syndicated daytime television. And that's where you come in. You've got the script right there in front of you. But I'm going to go ahead and do some setup for you so you can capture the feeling of each line. Okay? Great. All right, in this first one, you're a hapless moron who just wants to go out in the woods and shoot squirrels. Your friend asks why you want to go kill squirrels, and the original line is that they're effing gay. So go ahead and read your line and really sell it. I'll lead you in. Why would you want to kill squirrels? Uh, to help control the ever-growing squirrel population, did you know that 30 37% of wild squirrels can transmit diseases like rabies and leptospirosis? Great. All right, even though you screwed that line up, I'm, uh, you go ahead and keep going. All right, great job. Uh, in this next one. You're Jeff, the pretty boy, who is deciding to take all the beer and leave his friends behind. The original line is, I don't want any of us getting sick, but you two effing effers insist on touching her. Now she's bleeding all over you guys, so you two can effing rot, but not me, no effing way, not me. <laughs> Go ahead and read your line. I don't want any of us getting sick, but the two of you don't have a medical background, nor are these ample conditions for sterile transport of her body. So I'm going to use this alcohol to sterilize some instruments so that we can treat her wounds until the paramedics arrive great okay finally we have a line from marcy who has just watched a few of her friends die and says it's like being on a plane when you know it's going to crash everyone around you is effing screaming yelling we're going down we're going down and all you really want to do is grab the person next to you and f the s out of them because you know you're going to be effing dead soon anyway go ahead and read the new line please Hi, Paul. I know that we really haven't expressed any interest whatsoever with each other until now, but I'm contractually obligated to perform two sex scenes in this film, and since the other guys are both dead and gone, and the producers didn't pay me extra for a lesbian scene, I guess it's you and me. Mm. I'm glad you translated all this for us. It was delicious. Yeah, because was, it was like uh, you know talking jive in airplane. I couldn't really understand what these people were, <laughs> were talking about, but now I feel like I have a clearer understanding. Now uh, you understand it, yes. Of the movie... So Cabin Fever, everyone. Cabin yes. Fever, that's right. 2002, not the 2016 remake, which makes no sense to me, but the 2002 uh, Eli Roth, written by, directed by Eli Roth with his buddy Randy Pearl starring Eli Roth. Yeah, Eli Roth, Roth, Roth. Making, a, making a cameo appearance in it. It's our second, our, our second uh, sighting of Eli Roth. Uh, the first was um, Piranha 3D, where he got his head mashed against a thing. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, right. I don't think we've done anything else with Eli Roth in it uh, that I know of. Uh, he's most notable currently as the director of the kid-friendly PG-13 film. There are clocks inside the wall or whatever that's called. I, which I had a fun time with. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, oh, really? Ticking. There's a mm -hmm. ticking clock? The, there's a clock. There's the, a house, clock. The, the, house, the, house. the house with the clock in those walls. That's yes, what it is. The, yeah. It's based on some with kids' Jack, book, Jack Black. popular kids' book. Jack Black, uh, uh, what's her lady in it? Uh, yeah, okay, that's the current. I didn't realize that that new thing is an Eli Roth deal. It huh. blows my mind that that's his because I yeah. think he's a terrible director. Now we'll get to that. We'll get to all of that. We'll talk about whether I'm wrong or right about the idea that Eli Roth's a bad director or not. Uh, <laughs> but I had never I, seen I Cabin Fever. Think, oh yes, we do. I need to get in that. Go ahead. Yeah, we will. I mean. Uh, I thought I'd seen it, and here's why I thought I'd seen it. I didn't think I'd seen it going in, but as soon as it started playing, I went, oh, I think I've seen this. But by the end, I realized, no, I hadn't seen this. It's just that every possible dumb horror trope that he enjoyed growing up in the 80s 
is jammed in here. And it right. felt like I'd seen it before, but I hadn't seen mm-hmm. it. So uh, I went in excited because Dunaway's been selling this thing like, oh, yeah, it's great slasher thing and the deal and whatnot. And I went in and I went, oh, right, Eli Roth. I did see Hostel. I think he's bad at this. And I still well, and think also, he's bad at this. Go ahead, Randy. Also, it's Halloween season and you have different expectations and like a different threshold for good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, it's probably bad that I'm watching... Uh, the Haunting of Hill House right now on Netflix, which is really good. Oh, yes. Fan freaking that, that, That's the problem. This this movie I thought was great for film sack. Yeah. Not necessarily. I, did, I yes. may have confused greatness for great movie. No, no. I meant greatness for film sack. Yeah, and it is. And you're not wrong about that. And I, I guess what I was hoping for was something, I don't know, better than this. This is just so <laughs> like the acting's terrible, like terabad through the whole thing. And the the plot twists, if you want to call them that, feel like they were made on the fly, like they just right. made decisions as they went. And the only thing that's kind of unsettling about it, in my mind, is the way it ends is a little unsettling. And like, I there's, a- I think, I think if the in your first viewing, I think you're you're right, and that's what my first viewing of I felt like when I watched it the first time, I kind of felt the same way you did. I think if you twist the movie just a little bit. And realize that Bert is the hero of the movie. I think you get a little different perspective. <laughs> what? If Wait, you, if, Bert if is the stop, hero. If you stop riding, if you stop riding along with the writer strong Paul character, yeah, who is supposed uh, to be, you know, the the hero of the movie, and you really switch your mind and realize that Bert is the actual hero of the movie, I think you'll enjoy it a little better. <laughs> wow. Okay, so- Wow. I think that if you're a 14 year old boy and you really just haven't consumed a lot, uh, this movie, especially with its twist ending, is is perfectly fine. The problem is there's nothing new here. There's absolutely oh, no. zero thing that isn't a well worn trope. But again, if you haven't already read the every Stephen King book or whatever, you know, like I, I guess it could be surprising. I don't know. I mean, it's so. <laughs> It's the it's the absolute uh, teens in the woods, just without an actual slasher. They they actually are the slashers, but but it is the pick them off one by one um, through a series of them being stupid and their own their own hubris, their own you know um, uh, right you know belief that they're invulnerable. Uh, they end up end up causing all these problems, and it's absolutely every single every single teenagers in the forest trope. Yeah, right. It, it, but it, they, they he does do a, a twist. There is a bit of a twist. The bit of the twist is you eventually realize. Well, you're right, right. The the <laughs> twist eventually is that yes, the teenagers are the terror. There was really right. no terror that existed that wasn't natural well, well, yeah, until so they came along and Those destroyed. Of us were parents. Of uh, uh, like teenagers turning into adults, right. we kind of already knew that the teenagers right. were the were the real problem. We knew that they were monsters. Well, that <laughs> keep in mind that um that this these are supposed to be college kids, and yes. and 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 I and they're but they play sixteen like they they're they're older. I mean, I don't I don't, I don't mean yeah. they look sixteen. I mean mature maturity wise, they're playing younger. Absolutely, yeah. and they're like high school students. Yeah, Absolutely. right. It's it's uh. Um, Porky's bodies, but but uh, no, what's the what's Porky's the, body? I love Porky's it. bodies, like what's the 
American Pie bodies and Porky's minds or something, something like that. Yeah, something There's like some that. sort of uh, yeah. yeah. But here's the the, the thing is the, okay. I want to address this. Is good you brought this up because I thought about it during it as well. How did I feel about the idea of it coming from within and the teenagers themselves becoming the horrors? And not uh, not some slasher dude, you know, where's our Jason, where's our Freddy sort of thing. Scott, I'm curious, at the at the beginning when you first see the first guy who's got blood on it, keeps falling into yeah. a little crack, did you actually think, oh, this is a Wendigo movie? Like, there's a Wendigo in these woods? <laughs> I kind of did, yeah. Like, yeah. that's what I, I hoped. I'd hoped there was something more like that. I wanted, because I, I did, if I'm disappointed at all, it's that I, in, in a horror movie like this where it's teenagers in the woods, I need... I need a, a really terrible evil to get behind, and I didn't find one here. Like all I got no. here was just, oh, oh no, I got the scabies, and now we all have it. And, and, and I got and, the scabies. But, uh, <laughs> but it's such a it's such a weird and uh, uncharacteristic switch, and it happens so quickly for Paul, where he's like, oh my god, I've got to help my friends, and oh, you know, I need to get out of these woods or get to a hospital, and he comes across uh, who I love, the affectionately called marijuana Jesus. I say that stays. <laughs> Uh, throughout the rest of this episode, <laughs> pretty good. comes across him and all the other kids smoking pot, and clubs poor uh, Winston over the head with a baseball bat, hey. really for no no real reason other than Winston forgot to call a tow truck. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. Poor old, poor old Winston. Oh yeah, I really have a lot of yeah. sad feelings for Winston. But but they but they they basically wanted to make a combo zombie and slasher movie. And the zombie part just didn't work for me. Like they're just sick. No. They're just bleeding out all their holes. Like just let them die. Like, like it's to me that's not enough of an impetus for a kill, for a bunch of killings, and and right. the slow that's, killing. That's the, that, that's the reason, right? That's the reason why I realized that Paul's the real monster, because there's really only because of his fear does does it escalate. To this height, only because of his ignorance does it escalate to this to this point. Because a reasonable person, Bert, is like, <laughs> "Stay away from me. Let's isolate them. Stay away. I've got to fix the car. I've got to save all you dummies. Let's you get out of here." Degree, but but Bert is also number one. He just likes going out and shooting squirrels for the fun of it, and, right. and can't control a, a rifle uh, like shot still- in the air. But right. also, uh, he's kind of the 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 complete opposite direction of oh my god our friend who we drove up here with and we're hanging out for a whole week is sick let's just completely shut the door on her and not give her right. a blanket not give her any water not give her anything you gotta have some well, little but, bit of and, compassion if you're gonna be the voice of reason and, and the the script <laughs> conveniently busts up their one vehicle right a little yeah. just enough oh, yeah. so that they can't or uh, at various times <laughs> right. they also can't escape because the the truck has just been I, stolen or whatever i call it i call it the spew truck because every no yeah. one really spews in the first half of the movie unless it's in that truck right but it's like it's like the he's trying really hard and and this is just all like roth's brain he's trying really hard to not have a trope where the the truck just breaks down right after they get there and they're right. stuck. Mm-hmm. And instead, he comes up with like four or five tropes to replace it. Where you know, <laughs> right? Where it's it's never it's never working and clean and available for them to just get in and drive to a hospital when they need it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. <clears throat> I just wish that there would have been something more sinister at play. And and they didn't also didn't go all in. If you're gonna have a, you know really weird mysterious and deviant locals 
Like, go all the way. It's another trope, but you didn't really go all the way. Like, you just had a lady beating a diseased uh, goat or whatever the hell that was hanging there. Yeah, right. And then you're like, oh, she's she's bad. It's about what you've seen and haven't seen. We all watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so we know what weird locals are supposed to look and feel like. Right. And and if you haven't seen it, like you know what I mean, like you might look at this movie and be creeped out, but the rest of us are just all, eh. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is like yeah, creepy it's... locals light. It's not the same as those like those right. those those chainsaw massacre people. They're the poster children of what I'm talking about, and they're right, great at right. it. So if you're gonna steal that trope, like go all the way, man. But that totally. was the idea, right? It was once again, it and maybe it was just a failed idea overall because. How do you convince us that the teenagers are the bad guys unless you flirt with the idea that the oddball hillbilly locals are actually not bad? They're just, you know, maybe a little misunderstood. Maybe Dennis is, you know, you shouldn't sit next to Dennis. <laughs> they're all, they're <laughs> all struggling. They're struggling. They're all struggling with right. being being uh, slowly picked off by the same design. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know how you could go full on. And still convince me that Paul is the bad guy. Well, and it right, and that. so like that's what that's what we're we're getting at. It, this movie has like the kernel of something really good, but it comes from a small-minded place, and it stays mm. small. Yeah, you know, it yeah, the whole cast is like barely competent. You know, all all those things. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, they have a, I'm going to argue again that I'm going to argue again that James DeBello, who plays Bert. <laughs> <laughs> you really like really, Bert. Really selling uh, Bert. Yeah. Bert, he, would, no, Bert. he was fantastic. He's the star of the show. Yeah, whatever. There, there's just so many uh, <laughs> points where you've got a plot point that you know they wanted to really get to, like get to this point, get to that point. And they didn't put as much thought into how you get to that point as they do the point itself. Yeah. Uh, like the guy shows up, all right, we need the car to somehow be broken down. We talked about that a minute ago. Um, I know the bloody guy will get in there and they'll just beat the crap out of the car. Don't worry. Nobody will notice because they'll be focused on the guy spewing blood all over the inside of the car. But you know, having, having somebody shoot out the, um, the engine, no problem. Totally makes sense when there's a bloody guy inside the car, that that's what you, who's, who's revving it. That's what you'd want to do. <laughs> there's a bloody guy in your car revving it. Yeah. It's just such a weird thing out of context to say, but yeah, gotta, no. It, let, it, let's put yeah. this. Let's put this movie. Uh, let's put this movie slap dab in the middle of where it was at in our yes. minds at the time. This was yes. this was filmed, or at least was in pre-production uh, during uh, the September 11th attacks. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, but we're I not. Mean, I am not about to give Eli Roth any kind no, 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 no. of like high-minded credit. I'm not going to give him any credit. I'm not giving him any credit. I'm just saying that things. It was a different time. There were different times. It doesn't excuse some of the BS they did, but we were both, you know, waking up and still asleep all at the same time. Yeah, but but I I guess what I'm saying is he just he he doesn't care. He's just making schlock, yeah. man. Like this is just oh, schlocky yeah. stuff. And I and I and and you know, good on him. He's making a he just made a big successful kids movie. Like right. it's not like I can't, you know, I mean, get there how you get there. I I don't think he's a bad director. I just think he was very young yeah. during this movie. Okay. I, yeah. I'll give you that. Experience. By the way, we never really covered it, but um first time seeing it for everybody or Yes, oh, no. for me, yeah. Oh, dude. Don't I had to it. go see this in the theater when it came wow. out. I was yeah. taking my uh, uh, dearly departed friend, uh, Dirk Kadike, um, no. 
Dirk was really, really into movies like this, like mm -hmm. anything he could call alternative. Yeah. And so, like, this is the guy that dragged me to see Blair Witch Project a couple of years before Cabin Fever. Mm -hmm. And oh god, that movie was so bad, guys. <laughs> anyway, um, I remember Dirk uh, made me go see Cabin Fever with him because he was so excited about it. It was a we had to go to the indie theater in the Arboretum in Austin, mm. where you know the only theater in town that would be showing this little piece of crap. <laughs> and I, as soon as it started, I was just, I was teleported back in time mm. to a time when we used the word gay as a pejorative or yeah. used the word at all. Like in the last five years, uh, you just stop hearing that word altogether. And like, well, as soon as this movie starts and they start throwing the word gay around, I'm like, mm. whoa, yeah, we did talk like that. Yeah, but also wow. stupidly. Like, but, why are you shooting the squirrels? Because they're gay. <laughs> right. But, Freaking but, but was it, was it? Was it intentional on Eli Ross' part? Because I really felt like he was wanting us to feel uncomfortable with the language. So was he that backwards thinking, and it was just flowing no, from no, the no, pen? He'd have to say. He'd have to tell you, but I think that's just how he is. I think he just <laughs> thinks that way. I think he's one of those guys that's like just all gonzo on it going, yeah, man, like, hey, they're teenagers. Let's, uh, they, if you're talking about shooting a squirrel, he'd probably say they were gay, right? That's funny. Right. Like, right. Well, the part of part of the thing, the part of the formula about horror movies, uh, especially slasher movies, is the part of the part of it is that we have to believe that the sins of the teenagers are the reason why they're being punished, right? right? So, I mean, for them to be, you know, debaucherous and and just you know only concerned about themselves and and very self centered and, and egotistical, I think that plays through pretty well here. I think they it all does. are trash that yeah, we expect and you, but to i want to like someone i hate everybody so bad right. I, how right. can you not like bert i mean okay sure he's the goofball <laughs> all right, all right let's, go. let's go let's no, go right let's now. answer that question <laughs> bert sucks he's horrible yeah right yeah. he's bert bert sticking his face in the window while your friends are having sex bert <laughs> but that's is, just funny that's just funny bert's the guy you could have <laughs> left home because he doesn't have a girlfriend you didn't even need to bring him like, right. but he brought the smokes. He's not sharing them, but he, <laughs> he brought, brought them. The smokes. Yeah. He brought the weed. You're right. He did bring the weed. And he had a Game Boy Advance. I think Bert was playing. A, <laughs> I think he was playing a role in just his friends. You know, he plays that he's role. He's a trope. In your, he's a fifth. He's that fifth wheel guy. Right. He's the yeah. one you always have around. You don't really know why you're doing it. Like I get why they're doing it, but he he's not the hero of anything. He's the no, biggest, not at all. He's, he's a puss. I mean, and he's a trope. He is probably the most obvious trope that you see in the film. Like as soon as he starts talking, you're like, oh, that's the dumb jock. None of the girls want to be with that guy, and he's gonna be making the pratfalls and the funny faces. He's in every that character is in so many teen movies, right? Yeah. The the dumb jock. Mm -hmm. And uh you really cement it by giving him a freaking monologue where he's laying on a couch talking about some personal sexual experience he's had. Oh, that was, and that was terrible. It's so it's so terrible that you can't imagine that it's anything other than that trope. Like it it, right. it mm -hmm. it's not there's no attempt here to to escape that for him. Yeah, that story on the couch about his his masturbation story made me want to die. Right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. that was the thing that grossed you out. It Is did. that the thing? Because I'll tell you out. what grossed me out. Can okay. we get to that? Yeah, if you oh, want. Oh, there's so much. Yeah, there's a lot. Ahead. But go ahead. Uh, the Foley work uh, during <laughs> oh, during yes. Paul during yes. Paul and 
That is not what encounter. foreplay should sound like. It yeah. is so absolutely like not. You should not sound like a lima bean out of the bottom of a snack pack pudding. Yeah. And also, the that's a really good description right there. I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, sticking your fingers in and stirring a uh, a can of chunky soup. Oh, yes. <laughs> that too. But, um, yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, <laughs> The the thing that really grossed me out about that little sequence was the music, yeah. because it was like mm-hmm. it was like uh, the cheapest imaginable scoring where the composer in air quotes was asked to make it sound sexy and it wasn't at all. No, it was beyond that. Uh, yeah, there were there were a number of things that kind of grossed me out. I think the grossest thing for me was actually anytime the sickest among them would cough. There was a really r- horrible mm, cough right. effect. I don't know how they were achieving that, mm. but that wet, bloody cough sound, which I captured and we'll play later, uh, is the grossest thing for me. Yeah. I just, every there time I it, it, it really Ugh. plays on a, a horror uh, trick in horror movies, which is to make us all just groan and go, oh, come on. That's, mm. what, that's what horror movies, if you're not going, oh, come on, at the characters in a horror movie, they're not doing it right. And so every time they would cough or spew, they would aim it and projectile it just right yes. into someone else's face. And you're like, oh, come on. I agree with that. But the problem is we've seen such better examples of it recently. Like when we Absolutely. watched Piranha 3D, there were so many oh, come on moments. And you throw your popcorn at the screen. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and this movie just this movie just doesn't ever rise to that level for me. It just doesn't have the chops. Right. I agree. I th- I'm totally with Randy on this. What do we call that one? J- Jordanson? Is is that our combo? Yeah, oh, Jordanson. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm on I'm on team Jordanson. Deluxon. Deluxon. Yeah, something like that. But a uh, Listerine penis. That was a scene to remember. Oh, uh, oh yeah. sure. Oh, oh, like you wouldn't be in there burning your penis Did off. Did you actually write that down, Scott? I wrote Listerine the word. I wrote the. T- wrote down the two-word phrase Listerine penis right here. <laughs> All right. And here's and I didn't put any other notes with it because I knew that would be enough to sort of focus us. But here's oh, the thing know. with that. I You say, wouldn't you? But I wouldn't have been with her in the first place. She's already... She is the most damaged goods character in here. I can't stand <laughs> her. I can't stand that type of character in horror movies. And why is... Like you're you're down to like the worst viral outbreak ever, and you can't get anywhere or do anything. She's clearly got it, and right. you're like your first thought is let's go do it because yeah. right. because yeah, exactly. for reasons just, like come on, it's so shoehorned in there. The trivia says that there were a lot of scenes that were cut from the film that kind of leads the budding attraction between those two characters. <laughs> I don't care how attracted you are. Like, all right, we've we've uh, we've got. Uh, blonde uh, Emily or whatever her name is decaying in the in the shed. Yeah, uh, we've got. I think at this point Jeff had already left with the beer. Was Bert right. dead in the living room? At Bert this point was too? dead. Uh, no, no, Bert was not dead. They wouldn't. They would not have done it if Bert was dead. Oh, you're right. Bert died a little later from that guy with the long yeah. hair. Got him from, yeah. the, from the gunshot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, the, not really feeling any sexy. Uh, no. Sorry, I don't think but I'm going to be able to perform. Huge, <laughs> isn't that a huge horror trope? I mean, if you've watched all the Friday the Thirteenth, so everybody is always having sex. But they're doing it before the they know any anything's wrong. They no, do that's it. not true. It happens a good bit where you'll see uh, people having sex even after death because it's such a life death turn on. I suppose is supposed feel, to be the idea, even know. though it's it's a foolish it's and foolish. not real. Yeah, I feel like like. Yeah. Like, you know, Jeff has gone into the woods. I don't want to use Jeff because it's confusing with this film. Let's say <laughs> Bob has gone into the woods. He's gotten killed by Jason Voorhees. 
And, right. uh, well, I don't know where Bob is. I don't know. Let's have sex. You know, we'll wait for him to come back. <laughs> right. It's usually that. Like, there's, all right, maybe there's a little bit wrong, but there's not like uh, three bodies strewn about the house. And, well, the yeah, bed's there's, there's no There's no bodies in the house. The only body is outside in the in the shed. Everybody else is. Yeah, which yeah, is enough for still, me to go, all looking, yeah, looking I'm not. All your your, your the, girlfriend is rotting in the shed. Exactly. It's the girl that he's been attracted to forever. And, Which shows uh, you just what a evil beast the Paul character is. <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah. You know, he's this woe is me. I've been friend zoned. Yeah, oh, well, screw that guy. That now didn't your work tactic, out. Now yeah. your tactic for making us root for Bert is to just push everybody else down. <laughs> yeah. Say, Everyone else sucks worse than it. Bert. Oh, you know what? I'll you give you that. It. Everyone sucks worse than Bert. Okay. I'm, I'm there. Yeah. I'm there with you. Yeah. That's fine. Because Bert really sucks. It's a low bar. But right. they're all I, I think whenever I realized that I was actually pulling for Bert's plan at some point, I was like, yeah, this movie has really taken a turn because I am now identifying with Bert going, yeah, you tell him, Bert. So let's there, get out of here. There's a one thing I noticed about this is I was digging through it and watching it, looking at all her profiles and stuff. There's a common thread here. A lot of these people all work together on that Detroit Rock City movie oh. in 99. That includes Bert. Uh, the Bert. the naked girl and someone else. The naked girl, that's her. Uh, uh, what's her name? I forgot. Cartla, Sienna, Marcy. Marcy. Oh yeah, yeah. Serena, Serena Vincent. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the actress. Yeah. They were. They were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. These are real people, and <laughs> they do this for a living. <laughs> um, they were all in Detroit Rock City, which is that movie where all the kids hop in a car and drive to, to find to Kiss. A Kiss concert. Yeah, to yeah. see a Kiss concert or whatever. And Bert is this long-haired dude in that thing, and I remember him being quite good in that. I think in this, he's just, I don't know, this just feels like low-budget, like Eli Roth funded it with, you know, coupons to McDonald's or something. And <laughs> Yeah, I mean, of course. And that's fine. This is his big break, right? Uh, Hostel came later, didn't it? Or was it first? Uh, yeah, it did. It did. Okay. Definitely, yeah. This yeah. Is, he's, he's, uh, he's an introducing director credit here. He is... Uh, always, there's a story that uh, Howard Stern always tells when Eli Roth was uh, wanting to make this movie. He was going around asking people for money to to be producer on it, mm. and uh, like Howard Stern was like, this was like a child. A child was <laughs> like he had all of this paper that he had been making edits to his script on, mm -hmm. and like he, I could tell he was obsessed. And I always liked that that one part of it was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, someone who is determined to make a movie will eventually make a movie. You know, like mm. it, it might it might end up being the room, right? And uh, <laughs> this is this is definitely better than the room. Oh my gosh, right. yes, for but, sure. Well, let's let's yeah. remember Eli Roth was like twenty nine when he was actually directing this, so he would have been even younger than that trying to get this thing together, getting it written. No, I admire everything. his his motivation and his chutzpah. Like, well, well done, dude. Incredibly you young worked for a your director. ass off and you got mm -hmm. to a place. You you may not have ever really had it. Like, the Tommy Wiseau connection, Randy's a good one because he's, in a way, it's like, you're not really good at this. Why are you even doing this? Well, because he's <laughs> right. passionate about it. Trajectory. Yeah, and yeah. even The Room has obtained, it's not the right kind of fame, maybe, but it's it's attained a level of fame and then had a, you know, a major motion picture made about it with the disaster artist. Like you, you did it <laughs> like you for did. good or for ill for, for respect or for not, you <laughs> made the thing and it made you a career and you got somewhere with it. So, you know, there's something about that I admire, but at the end of the day, the end result work though is still a, a poo bag. It's not good. 
a Listerine penis uh, See, aside. I, yeah. Right. I, I don't know. It's, it's according to what part of the movie you're talking about. Good. I, I think was it, was it, it. A competently <laughs> was it a competently filmed movie with decent yes, edits? Gonna, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm looking for in my $14 ticket price is a competently competently made film. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm definitely going to give that and the Academy Award for most <laughs> competent <laughs> filmmaking. <laughs> Sorry, Randy. Go ahead. You were saying. Go ahead. I just want to. I just want to agree that yes, uh, someone who has practiced a lot and has learned and educated themselves a lot about how to use it and how to use an editing suite and so on can make a film that looks like other films yes right. right i i mean yeah like he knew how to make there was a scene where there was a loud noise i don't remember if it was a gun or what but that made the two of the main characters turn around in slow motion right uh, to, to to it was like this moment of like oh it's on now and I went, oh, that's a really cool effect and moment that you took from someone. I mean, that's I've seen it a trillion times in other movies, yeah. but here it is. So you've you've competently watched every grindhouse movie ever made, Eli Roth, and at the end of the day, you now <clears throat> have a full understanding of the of the subgenre, and you're going to make your own film. I mean, that's how this felt. This just felt like somebody who's a huge fan of this stuff, and he took from everything he'd ever seen before. A little Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a little bit of the hills have eyes. A little bit of uh, zombie in there. A little bit of you know uh, kids in the woods with the teenagers and the sex and the, just all the tropes. And he said, "I'm going to make one of these, and it's going to be my movie." And he mm -hmm. did it. And I guess you know, I I suppose that I have some respect for that. You know, you did the thing you wanted to do, but just my biggest problem is the central idea is just let everybody bleed to death. Just just like they did with the girl in the shed. Like you don't. You don't need right. to go on this rampage. And the fact that you're moving people around, picking them up, carrying them places, uh, you know, kids, I don't know. I don't know. Kids would be smarter than yes. that. That's giving them a lot of no, credit. But saying that they are smarter than that. Not in movies. I know, but in real life, they movie. are. They're smarter. Than yeah, real that's life. like, you know what? We're probably better off just leaving her in that room. Yeah. Let's close the door, but let's make sure she's comfortable. Uh, Bert, go drive the car. Get, get help. Cool. Problem right. solved. Uh, but see that that's that's the point of a horror movie. I know it's, it's, it's to gotta, be to be dumb. Good decisions. You have to no, have. There's no decisions. <laughs> Eli, yeah, okay, he did. He get had Bert. I've told you, Bert's the only person <laughs> who has a good plan. That's gonna get him out of this. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? I, I just want to. I want to say in Eli Roth's favor, he's not a bad actor. Oh, he's like, okay. He's, he's all right. He, the way he plays this character in this thing. It feels a little amateurish, but he's not bad. He's not great. He's no Bert, but right, he's, he's no Bert. Bad. <laughs> he's no Bert is the is the catchphrase of today's episode. He's you no know, Bert. I've right. said I've said this a lot of times on this uh, on this on this podcast, and it's making movies is hard. Yeah, and uh, and I think uh, I think this movie fails in a lot of ways. It's like a lot of the things you guys said is absolutely right. Uh, this movie fails in a lot of ways, and, and it's, it does it, but does it provide any fun? I think in certain instances it did. Like I enjoyed, I've never, I've, I don't think I've ever seen Robert Harris who played the old man uh, from Cad's oh, yeah. Grocer. He, he's very, he's an interesting I, dude, isn't he? Best, he was best fun. thing in the movie is the general speech. Yeah, it really right, is right. between the old man and Dennis. Those two things, Dennis yeah. I was written for more than uh, freaking Dennis with the, with the pan, again, Dennis. <laughs> yelling pancakes or whatever it was. And right, this is right. some 
a bizarre impromptu taekwondo moves. Just, oh my god, you know. I forgot about that. It's just, <laughs> really, that really is like weird. the best. So that's the weird. best weirdest scene ever. Yeah, just because he can. Like, okay, uh, yeah. A lot let of this movie. You, is let that. me show you pancake style. Pancake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the ones that the one the movies like this that impress me the most are the ones that make me not think about the fact that the people in it are dumb. Like one of the yeah. one of the big complaints against uh, uh, Prometheus was everybody's making like cheap horror movie decisions, and why would they do such stupid dumb things? And the best kind of directors can take a lot of dumb decisions and make it not feel that way. They make the situation yeah. feel so much pressure and so much intenseness that, well, of course they would choose that because they're they're faced with, you know, a worse choice or, you know, whatever. Like the the, the best horror movies are like that, where I don't I don't just constantly go, ugh, why would you do that, That's, you dummy? That is interesting. I've ne- I know I've I've read some complaints about Prometheus, and I I've never known this about myself, but Prometheus is one of, I love that movie. Mm. I know so many people hate it. We're talking about the alien, the yeah. uh, most recent yeah. alien movie. Okay. No, not the yes. most recent. Right, most recent was Covenant. No, 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 no. It, right, right. Oh, was, Covenant. Right, right. Not okay, Covenant. The one, before, one before that, which is actually Prometheus two in some ways. Yeah, uh, it but, may as well yeah. be. But yeah, the first one, the Prometheus one, is got uh, is a beautifully filmed. It's Ridley Scott for heaven's sakes returning to this thing. It's got a, some really cool ideas. It's just people making poor decisions constantly that are so obvious and so easy to avoid. That I feel like but that's just it, lazy writing. It, I don't think it's lazy writing. I think our just our expectations have changed over time because if you go back and watch the first Alien, I'm not going to say Prometheus is as good as the first Alien. Nothing crazy like that. Settle down. Yeah. Settle down. Yeah. But I I will say that the people in the first, uh, in the in the first, they probably were more intelligent, but they still made the same bad decisions. It was but, just this. But there's a there's a difference between making a bad decision that just feels completely like there's there's no way I would make that decision. But then there's also the decision of like, oh, you know what? I guess I could see in the heat of the moment, I'd have a couple different choices and I might without thinking do yeah, X. Yeah, that's what I'm and, coming at. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's just every every decision made in this movie is <laughs> But All right, you're faced with a... two decisions. Um, right. No, definitely pick the worst one. Yeah, yeah. and in the case <laughs> of the original, the original that... Alien didn't have a lot of bad decisions. It just had a lot of bad circumstances because they did, they never dealt with this before. It's a giant alien on the ship. Right. It showed up first out of the right. guts of John well, Hurt. That might nobody... be the that might be the difference because when you watch that, you had no expectations of what the eggs were, and the and the the members and the you know on the team had no expectations. And so you were in alignment with their understanding. Yeah, that's However, good. with Prometheus, yeah. your understanding is, well, duh. No, that's that's a, that's a really good point. Uh, I, pre- prequels are dangerous that way. I, I, I agree with right. that in a lot of ways. Like, I think it, it hurts everything from Star Wars to... There's been very few cases where, where I think it actually works. And I, it has to hey. be smartly handled. But You're right. <laughs> hey, man. The, hey. the two Star Wars story films are prequels. Yeah, hey. and, and wow, they get close to <laughs> to violating some of the rules. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do. Like, In fact, I might argue they actually violate them. Like there's there's a problem with that, and so I agree. I, th- I think there's a two there's two things happening here. In the first Alien movie, nobody knew what to do, so they're just kind of sneaking around a ship. Plus, you know, there's this isolation element to it where you're in a you're in dead space in a tiny ship, and there's nothing anywhere uh, but dead cold space. And that makes for some really great tension. I, I love horror movies set in space. Space 
space horror is my probably my favorite subgenre of horror movies oh, yeah. for that reason. Uh, the cabin in the woods problem or the uh, cabin fever problem is that, yeah, you're isolated, but you're not really like you can get the hell out of there. And but we just, removed our vehicle. We removed the phones. We removed right, well, common let's, sense. What do you want? Let's look at Bert's uh, first decision for a second here. Not, not, not stealing the Snickers bar, but his first kind of bad decision that kind of spirals this whole situation. Uh, Out there shooting squirrels, uh, mm. sees what he thinks is a woodchuck, shoots it, happens to be a guy who's infected, bleeding, coming towards him. And he's yeah, smart right. to say, oh, no, don't come any further. I'm going to shoot the ground, scare you off. Um, makes the guy fall back in his hole, which was, which was a, which was a moment I laughed. By the way, I watch this on a plane. We'll talk about that in a second. Oh yeah. You watch this on a plane next to a stranger. We have to talk about that. Anyway, I was next to Tina, but Tina was next to a stranger. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh my God. Uh, then, then he decides to go back to the cabin for some reason, light a fire in a big circle of gasoline or, or lighter fluid around the campfire. And and then not tell anybody that, oh, by the way, while I was in the woods, I encountered a bloody dude who was screaming at me to go get help. Doesn't even like mention it to them, doesn't think about going and getting help, nothing. And it's it's it seems like that is one of those situations where even in the heat of the moment, I can't imagine any person not well, not even mentioning it to their friends. I can well, understand Bert's kind of a selfish ass and he's not going to go get help, but he's still going to say, oh, dude, you won't believe what I saw in the woods. There's this dude and he's all bloody and he came at all, me. All heroes have their faults. It's, <laughs> oh my God. It's, the, it's the very essence of being a hero. Okay. Right? Yeah. Right. We're going to make a case for Bert being the smartest person. Of the, of <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Smartest different. I don't think I said smartest. Well, maybe he's the he's the smartest in the in the situation they're currently in. Well, it, he was only a hair away from from the other kid. What was his name? The blonde that had the that ran Jeff. off. Oh, Jeff. Je- yeah, Jeff. He's Jeff only a hair away from Jeff's uh, uh, level of wimpy runaway. Yeah. Like the only difference is that he caught a disease before he tried to bail, and the other one didn't. And and his demise. I mean, if we're talking about all these deaths, the most depressing kill is his because he survived it he didn't catch it he lived through it why he circled back i'll never understand but right him coming out of the front and then just getting shot because he's there is is the most depressing well, did, death in the thing did jeff ever get sick because it seemed like that handkerchief that he kept putting over his mouth yeah, kind yeah. Of prevented he, him from ever getting sick he never he, he never, never got did. sick he and, never did and because he he abided by the rule of uh the early rule to drink only beer yeah, uh, that, that rule was established a little too loudly for me. Right, uh, me too. I was like, gee, I wonder if that's going to come into yes, play. That's right. Yeah. I'll make you a bet that we can only drink beer. You're on! Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes sometimes the uh, trope is subverted, right? Like, so when we first see the kid bite him at the you know, convenience, it's like, oh, this is going to be a zombie movie. That guy just yeah. got infected. Well, no, actually, that's just a, jo- a joke, basically. Yeah. yeah. But then... But then later, when they're all about the beer, I'm all okay. The water is going to be the this vector of disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they—I mean, I guess the rest of the town is not subject to the same water. Uh, that's the, and that's sure, the question. Yeah, but who else is getting water from that cesspool of a reservoir? What yeah, is that? Those, those kids, right? They're taking their yeah, big the lemonade, McDonald's yeah. thermos down there, and they're filling it up to make lemonade. So only five cents for some. Lemonade. I mean, the, if the idea is that this is the first time that metastasized and became an actual viral drinking problem, 
when just right when they got to the thing okay fine but otherwise the whole town should be sick by now no no that's that is the point the the hermit uh the idea is that there's a disease that is rampant among the animals uh it, it infected the dog and it infected the pigs and it was mo- moving its way up the food chain uh when we have the hermit actually die in the reservoir uh he contaminates the water and that water uh, of course has not made it to the townspeople yet um, I'll tell you what, but, that dog yeah. got me pretty good. I'll give him that. I didn't like uh, uh, every time they showed the view of the dog, which is that horrible red. Like Dr. Like, Dr. Mambo? Yeah, Dr. Mambo with the oh, weird name. red colored. Great uh, name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That got me. He's a professor of being a dog. <laughs> being a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Stop stealing that, the show, Eli Roth. <laughs> oh, is that guy, by the way, is, is that guy our chick in the bucket? Like uh oh yeah oh, totally he provides the pot to the kids no he actually never leaves them the pot and he is dead uh in the cave yeah they oh, found him in the cave it's hard hard to see though and I can imagine it'd be really difficult to see if you were on a plane yeah yeah it was so yeah it was so dark and maybe that right. was the problem yeah he was in yeah. the cave and then in the cave they panned by or they panned down his body and it was like all guts from the waist down and. Uh, yeah, I did see that, and I thought for a second that that was Jeff, and then we see Jeff. Yeah, we, later. we were yeah we were supposed to think that was Jeff, and uh, gotcha. it ends up being uh, marijuana Jesus. Yeah, and Jeff in Jeff's case uh, again, it's just so pathetic because he's just such a puss. He runs off. He's got he's holding a piece of underwear at his face for the rest of the movie. <laughs> runs around, <laughs> comes back, circles back for some reason. Like I just go go find town or get out. Just what right, are you doing? Right. Coming back to the damn cabin? Oh my gosh, you idiot kid. I just want to kick him in the nuts super hard. Perfect. And then Eli Roth played that well. Did he though? Because I should I hate these people as much as I do? I maybe maybe yes. that was his point. Maybe you, that I, was his I point. I never, I never, I never pull for. Uh, there's usually only one person you pull for in a horror movie. There is generally only one person that you uh, uh, pledge your allegiance to in a horror movie, Bert. And uh, <laughs> and and <laughs> Jeff was not it. You do not you do not pledge your allegiance to Jeff. It is, it is the wrong bet, and you you want to hate him. Yeah, the ones that have sex you never be, you never bet on. It's the one. Right, right. It's the one who doesn't have sex. And Maybe Bert Brian never right. had sex. You'll notice Bert was the only person. Well, sex. he did have his dog lick his bum hole or whatever he said. Well, that was just the story he's trying to impress his cool friends. Oh yeah, really impressive story. Telling right. this, oh my gosh, I hated that story so bad. <laughs> <laughs> also, when Bert takes off his hat, his baseball hat. Which I think is yeah. part of being Bert. You can't take that Absolutely. off. When he took it off, I thought it was a different character. Like they they went into that house of people weren't there or whatever. They were just yeah. scoping out, and he pops up and does a does one of those jump scares, and it's Bert. But at first, Look. I was like, no way, is that Bert? Because that's a guy with like Bert. feathered hair. Who is this guy? It Poor was- Bert comes from a broken family. They have no food of their own, so he has to steal you know Snickers bars for the nougat. And yeah. when he goes in somebody's house, he's gonna eat your chips. He's gonna it's eat just- your jerky. Yeah. <laughs> That's not jerk. That's just Bert. I thought he. He's not a <laughs> no, jerk. No, I don't. No, I said he ate their jerky. Didn't he eat their jerky? Oh yeah, he ate the jerky. I'm sorry. I called him a jerk. I'm sorry. I guess that technically does make him a jerk if you're eating someone's jerky. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I love that you're so you're so defensive of Bert that you thought I was calling him a jerk when really I was talking about the jerky he stole. No, I want to. I want to hear about Ibbett's experience as watching some. <laughs> yeah, this, me this too. movie is a little yeah. bit. It's, it's not. Oh, it's not terribly. Uh, offensive to the eyes most times, but no. it's just it's pretty offensive if you're sitting next to somebody you don't really know. Yeah. yeah so uh, here, okay. So here's the, the the setup. Basically, I had to fly back from Boston yesterday. I was uh, out there 
lots of driving, lots of time with the family. So I knew that if I was going to watch this movie, uh, it was going to have to be, basically it was going to have to be on the plane because we had a four hour flight from Boston to Denver, perfect amount of time to watch a film. And I could put on headphones and watch and, and not worry about it. We had the next to last row of the airplane, which is, uh, you know, you don't have a lot of people sitting behind you, especially if you're in an aisle seat, like I was who can, who can sit there and watch. Plus we, uh, lowered both tray tables, Tina's and mine. Tina had the middle seat next to me, lowered both tray tables and put the straddle of the iPad between the two seats. Um, I actually paid money to rent Cabin Fever for 48 oh, hours. Wow. I know. I thought about saying, hey, somebody could somebody really rip, uh, quickly rip me a copy because this was Can't sent you... to us by a listener, right? Mm, no, no, this is on Netflix. You could have downloaded it before you left, right? Well, he just didn't I don't know if it was one of the Netflix downloadable movies. Mm. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the originals are, or all the originals are, but... I'll, I'll reimburse your uh, $2.99. Oh, gosh, don't. You certainly don't have to do that. And then to our right, we had a much older lady who I think was asleep for much of it. But in any case, she was turned to, to be facing the window, which she left open Until... while she was sleeping. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like some nice, nice bright light right in your face while you're sleeping. That's perfect. Which is probably why I didn't recognize uh, Marijuana Jesus as the dead Right. <laughs> But for the most part, it was, you know, pretty tame. And Tina and I are just kind of chuckling that the drink card is going to come right as the kids are having sex. And sure enough, it's like I had to find a, a place to freeze frame the movie, like back up a, a, a half a scene and freeze frame the movie while we got our, we ordered our drink so that, I don't, right and I don't want right. to get, I don't want to get like graphic about uh, stuff. Um, but you know, we're all adults here. I'm just going to say I, those scenes were unconvincing because I don't think the, I don't think anybody was putting the parts in the right place. It's just the thing I'm going to put out there. That, oh, oh, yeah. It was, horrible. It, was, well, it was silly. It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Either time, by the way. <laughs> Either time, <laughs> it's not again comparing it to the room. It's not like right. Tommy Wiseau humping uh, Lisa's uh, belly right. button, but that's great. It's, yeah. Oh my gosh, I, f- I always forget about that horrible thing. <laughs> like, what's he doing so high up her body? <laughs> what's going on? I mean, we're just talking it's standard ass anatomy here. There's some right. stuff wrong right. with that. Exactly. And this exactly. one felt a bit like that. So did you? So, but I mean, you didn't feel like you know? Did, was it hard to watch I it? Always when you're in the plane, or I mean, was it? Like- I do always feel uncomfortable if there is a a sex scene in oh, a movie absolutely. that I'm watching on a plane. There's no absolutely. way you can't. And the only other time I really remember this happen- happening was uh, watching American Pie for the first time. Oh wow! On a, on a plane, and is like, oh okay, and and I actually did use my packet of peanuts to cover up uh, <laughs> both Thor Birch and. Uh, it's gonna use uh, these nuts to cover up Nina Savari. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. All right. I had a packet of pretzels at the ready. Didn't feel like yeah. any of this. So there, there's such brief nudity scenes, and it's like, all right, well, whatever. Yeah, but you just don't want somebody like all they see is all you've seen is that scene, and they just think you're right. watching porn. Like thinking that the like looking over the only time they look over is seeing that that moment. Yeah. I know that that's not true. Like somebody's gonna look over and say oh, that guy's watching a movie, and they'll probably see the opening credits. Yeah. Or heck, they might watch somebody like go through an entire movie. Uh, fast forwarding and scanning like like scott did uh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah like uh <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so i uh if you if you get you just don't want to end up on the front page of reddit the next day going man on united flight watching porn the whole time yeah <laughs> no kidding no, well then, you didn't have any any concerns with this film the, the sex scenes were short the nudity was 
Dumb. Uh, weird angles. Yeah. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Was, yeah. This was not porn at no, all. No. no. This was their attempt. Well, if you go back and watch the Friday the 13th or any of that, it's all like this. It's just cheap throwaway titillating for maybe a 14 year old will see it and go oh yeah like there's sex oh, going oh, on oh yeah there. yeah see i'm 14 see, see yeah, yeah see. i like boobs yeah. Yeah. uh but the- <laughs> i don't know why i did that voice but yeah <laughs> um but yeah like it's just uh it's just to me the sum of its parts don't ever equal to anything great there are a couple of discordant moments that i appreciate i think again toward the end when everyone's playing weird southern jugs and strange instruments and having you know kids running around and stuff is kind of a fun way to end things i never felt like the n-word joke paid off because i don't think it was worth it um with the old guy and the gun that he was holding for the n-words um which Mm -hmm. you know supposed to be oh he's racist he's gonna shoot him and then they show up and no he's just holding the gun and cleaned it for him and yeah, and that's just what he exactly. calls his buddies. And now, it's yeah, not right, that. exactly. You, you don't. Uh, that's not a word you just throw around. You know, if he's if he's so hip and with it that um, you know we want him to think. That, all right, he's 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 cool. He he refers to these guys with the n word when they're there in the shop and he cleaned the gun for him. <laughs> yeah, and they reciprocate uh, and all he's that. Smart and that's enough fine. to know not to use that term in mixed company. <laughs> but also, just that's just Eli Roth doing a dad joke that was just inappropriate at dinner. Like, that's all that is. That's like right. Thanksgiving and your uncle told that joke. And you're like, oh, dude, Uncle Joel, please. I say that because I have an Uncle Joel who tells racist jokes. <laughs> but it's just like, dude, stop. And this is the same uncle, by the way, that I don't know if I ever told you guys about the uncle I have that um, through his entire house, it didn't matter what room you were in, there was a stash of vintage penthouse magazines in there. So Every room. Yeah, every room. <laughs> so the bathrooms had them stacked underneath the counter or under the, the cupboard there. If you went into his office, there were shelves of it. If you went to the living room, back behind the couch would be a stack of them neatly stacked in a row. It was the weirdest thing to Out go to his garage, house. You're going to go for a car ride. You got a little selection before you get in the yeah, car. Yeah, everywhere you went. And I, and I swear, I, I'm pretty sure he thinks he was just collecting or he was some high-minded, you know, hippie guy that was just like, <laughs> you know, storing the, the great history of Penthouse magazine, keeping the Guccione legacy alive or whatever. But <laughs> I'd go over there at like 12 going, how are we allowed to be here at all? Like you can feel the porn. You can feel it as it's everywhere feel around the porn. there. Just old 70s, like, uh, you know, what do you call, what do you used to call, a Vaseline filter 70s looking? Oh, yes, right. Like right. everywhere you Bob went. Guccione. I'm like, mom, this isn't a Christmas day. And this is, we should be somewhere that isn't this. This shouldn't be it. Right. It was a right. lot more acceptable as, as a, oh, you know. It was a lot more acceptable then. I remember going to people's houses. And yeah, but this was in the late the 80s. This was like when I was, everybody's a kid. Everyone's in their, either they're, you know, everyone's like eight to f- f- 15 or something. Right. I don't think that's normal. Having penthouse no, everywhere. absolutely not. No, I didn't say it was normal. I just said it was more acceptable. <laughs> I don't know if it was more acceptable. <laughs> I think it was always weird. But anyway, yeah, whatever. Our CEO, uh, back when the, the newspaper software company that I worked for had its origins, in a uh, a garage a modified garage that was turned into a bunch of cubicles and heated and lit and stuff like that but the ceo still lived in the house mm. and there was one bathroom that they put in the garage that seven of us seven of us would share but if we had to go into the house to use the bathroom which was totally fine then you you know you went by our ceo's office and right next to it was the bathroom that he used and it had a massive stack of 
uh, Playboys and penthouses right next to the toilet, which again is like maybe too on the nose. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well but uh so it was always eerie because you know we had women who worked there too who had to use that bathroom and they would just kind of shrug it off like okay there you go we gotta go to porny house porny house gotta go to porny house yeah that's what uncle joel was like he's still around still kicking it still has a giant ponytail probably see, still collects see, it that it, that's it, just proof proof that porn makes you live longer <laughs> oh just- oh all right. Well, now I understand. Oh, am I it putting all. those together? I yeah, think, I think yeah. you've and Bert those was the hero. Yeah. This is the reality I live in. <laughs> Bert's the hero. Bert. He's the zero. Oh, Bert. Bert, freaking Bert. Bert. Um, I found one piece of trivia that I thought was interesting uh, because the rest of it was dumb, and it's this: Peter Jackson stopped production on Lord of the Rings: Return of the King in 2003. Three times he stops production. According to this, now I don't have any proof of this. It's IMDb. To screen this movie for his entire crew that were working on Lord of the Rings, Jackson was or Jackson was so enthusiastic about the film, he gave director Eli Roth publicity quotes so that he could put it on the box and otherwise use them for his promotion of the film. That may be true. If we remember, you know, Peter Jackson's roots are very much in schlock horror. Yeah. Uh, Dead Alive. Is it Dead Alive? Dead Alive, I think, is the movie I'm thinking of. Anyway, there's one where somebody gets their face run over with a lawnmower, a a grandma, and I'll never forget it. It was like the most shocking thing I'd ever seen. It was a Peter Jackson movie. So Dead Alive, correct. Is it Dead Alive? Yeah. That is a weird... Oh, my gosh. And we watched The Frighteners, right? Yeah, we saw Frighteners with uh, Marty McFly in it. Yeah, that was good. I actually really liked that. Great Um, movie. Mm -hmm. And then he did some other really gnarly stuff back then, but... uh, I guess I could see this, but it seems like, I don't know, if you're doing your multi-million dollar production of Lord of the Rings, you can just stop everything for this Eli yeah. Roth kids freaking college movie, or it wasn't a college movie, but you I, know what I mean? I read that, and and uh, my response was, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Something about it doesn't... I need a citation here is what I need. Right. And they don't exactly. get one. Yeah, no, that, that, that first part of that trivia is nonsense. There's... Yeah. The rest of it where it says, Bert is the worst thing in the movie. I agree with some of that. <laughs> trivia i agree with those pieces of trivia uh all right we are going to do some clips now let's do them uh this is for the film that we've just been talking about (laughs) (laughs) cabin fever and we'll start with something uh, about a cat and having your tongue this is to deal with the pancake kid here you go whoops here you go put her there sport what's the matter cat got your tongue and then he bites him but that mm-hmm. kid wasn't rabid yet, right? Like he and the kid seemed no, know. to know he, when he the bit. The kid was never rabid. Yeah, and when he yeah. bit, well, when he was, bit, well, not, not uh, until he bit Bert later. He may have drank the lemonade. Yeah, but yeah. when no, he, no, no, he bit he bit Bert later on. That's what put him in the hospital. You actually see, uh, you actually see oh. him in the hospital at the end. That's oh, with the, the rabbit bone. getting pancakes, yeah. Yeah. getting pancakes yeah. from the big from rabbit, the, the guy in the rabbit suit. Also, what was that? Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what the hell was going on there? All right. So oh, the yeah, kid... I forgot about the cold open. I was just reminded about the cold open, too. Yeah. Dude uh, with the dead dog walking over and uh, and trying to give a dead stuff, a stiff rabbit to his dog. Yeah. Right, right, right. And he's like, hey, come on, get up, buddy. Get up. Yeah. Dog's definitely dead. Like, how it was so obvious he was dead, it was killing me. <laughs> right. But he was all fevered up, I guess, or whatever. Um. All right. Cat got your. No, I did that one. How about this one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is good. Everybody knows not to sit next to Dennis. Yeah, it's always. A d- <laughs> Everybody knows that. Come yeah. on. Everybody knows that. Come on. Dennis. Didn't he also call her a she at one point and then it was back to being Dennis? A he? I th- I, that yeah. threw me in the movie. 
I don't know. I don't know. It, there's a thing about have some pretty hair, <laughs> right? He has beautiful hair. There's a thing about horror movies that always makes me laugh. Um, there's a lot of exclaiming of, of, of people like going kid and, and I don't know, Mr. You hear Mr. And I never hear anybody say, Hey, Mr. In real life, but in horror movies all the time. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Hey, Mr. Hey, yeah. Hey, kid. Yeah. Hey, old man. It all sounds right to me. Here's some awful dialogue, 14 seconds of it. This is also why I think this movie's bad. Here you go. Hey, pal, do you think it's a smart idea leaving your kid out here where he might be a danger to people? Just what are you saying exactly? Well, I'm just saying if such an incident were to bring about a lawsuit, you might be held liable. Okay. All right, Jeff. Hey, pal! Didn't notice that stupid music uh, the first time around, but boy, oh boy, is that stupid music. This is like, oh, hey, we're among the low. Let's go full, uh, what's that movie? Deliverance. Deliverance. Let's go full deliverance because we're around the weird locals. They're all inbreds. (laughs) Let's just replace the banjo with some taekwondo. Yeah. There you go. Uh, What's this? So I took her in the back and gave her some coke and some ammonia. I thought she was going to have a spell. All right, that guy's great. (laughs) Just like, I love his voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just died uh, a couple years ago, eighty yeah. something. Yeah, I was glad that that was a, a real, like a solid casting. Like they found a local actor who, uh, honestly, Brian Dunaway, you're going to sound like that in about twenty. <laughs> seriously, like that. <laughs> that is Shirley Temple glasses. <laughs> only, only if, only if possible. Yes, please. <laughs> I love that. It won't be twenty though, Randy. It'll be like ten. Right. Like next week, right? He sounds, you guys keep you guys keep it up. We'll see. He sounds exactly like my grandmother, my my long deceased grandmother. That is that that is her voice oh, exactly. Like, I love play that. I love listening. that. Yeah, let's play it again. Yeah, my mom. No so I took her in the back and gave her some coke and some ammonia. I thought she was going to have a spell. That is so southern grandma. Yeah. Uh, also, well, whatever. Here's one about Fox P. Yeah, my mom would love fox pit. Oh Lord, <laughs> no Lord. We'll have we'll have foxes from all don't, over. Don't yep. steal that fox pit. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up what this guy did. It was mostly lo- a lot of local theater stuff. Like Randy says, probably a local actor. <laughs> Didn't do much else. I played Willie Loman in Diary. <laughs> <laughs> Here's uh, let's see what's. I don't know. This, oh, I won't. I wrote that's for what now? What's the rifle for? Oh, that's been. Yeah, I couldn't. I had to beep it. I can't. I can't even do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It. You can't do it. Yeah. Right. This was this was the best example of Eli Roth trying to do something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what. That's the thing. It's like it feels dumb, like a dumb attempt at controversy or something. And it just don't get it. Yeah. Right. There's no stakes. Right. There's no. I don't know. Just feels. And it's not even. Lazy. You got to at least give. Uh, you got to give people the um, the thread of the potential joke so that when they look back, they can say, oh, okay, he did kind of say it that way. Like, instead of saying, that's for... Mm-hmm, uh, <laughs> right. He says it as, oh, you know, he's, there's got to be some thread of like, oh, potentially when you listen back, you're like, oh, okay, I guess he kind of meant he was going to give that to uh, the African-American people who are going to be showing up that he was holding right. it for. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's a here's your boy Bert. Moves <laughs> me out the window there. <laughs> Freaking hate him so much. Um, all right, here's Eli Roth doing his dumb dialogue. The thing I called this clip, I hate Eli Roth dialogue. That's the name of the clip. So all right, so ten seconds. Here you go. Why would you want to kill squirrels? Because they're gay. Oh, this isn't the one. 
Yeah. I've, I did them backwards. It's okay, but this is also dumb. Why would you want to kill squirrels? Because they're gay. Bert, don't be a fucking retard. Kidding. I don't care if they're gay or straight. I'll kill them either way. Will you be careful with that thing? Duh. I hate that stuff. Wow. It's so cheap. <laughs> it's so cheap. What's, yes. what's sad is it doesn't sound improvised. It sounds over-rehearsed and like it's been on oh, a yeah. script for years. Yeah, burned into those pages, dude. That's what yeah. I think. That, there's no way that stuff's improv. Uh, here's uh, some more bad dialogue. This might be the one with Eli Roth. Yo, dipshit, what the f***, man? Where were you? You burned the whole f***ing place down? What, are you f***ing Smokey the Clown now? Don't you mean Smokey the Bear? Whatever, this is f***ing horseshit, man. It's a f***ing fireplace. How f***ing old are you? Can't you be responsible for anything? God damn, we can't leave you alone for five f***ing minutes without you destroying something. Oh, come what on. What are you shooting at? I heard a, I heard a squirrel or something. I was, I was just looking for a squirrel. This, ugh, gosh dang it. They're so bad. <laughs> poor, poor Bert. Oh, they're so bad. Yeah, poor Bert. So bad. Poor Bert. <laughs> misunderstood yeah, misunderstood is you know he's not smart like the other kids the other ones are lawyers and stuff and he's just trying to make it through college yeah, yeah. oh you know what it was i wrote okay. i hate eli roth dialogue it wasn't that he was saying it it's that he wrote it that's what i meant there okay yes, now exactly. it makes sense uh looking for squirrels i was just looking for squirrels okay great uh how about this one here's eli roth showing up is your dog friendly yeah yeah he's cool this is dr mamba Dr. Mambo. He's cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Yeah. But Have you he... ever walked up upon a group of teenagers and just started blurting out, I'm cool, I'm cool? Never. It's <laughs> not. Right. Never. Yeah. I don't feel and like if those. You're, if you're really cool, you would have brought the pot. You wouldn't have to go back to your tent to go right. get it. Exactly. Right. Who would leave it? Any... You're out camping mm-hmm. and right. you, you have one really valuable possession and you just leave it at the tent. Go okay. go wandering. Didn't no. Bert have pot? Why didn't Bert just do pot and they just and just tell Eli Roth to pounce in? Oh, he had mm-hmm. smokes. Yeah, yeah. he's poor. That, he doesn't have a lot of smokes. That crew's right. all about the beers too. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Arctic Bastard, which is a great microbrew. Oh, mm. yeah. There you go then. Yeah, made with water from far away that's not infected. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that's from Colorado, arrogant bastard. I was going to look it up. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. A local yeah. favorite. Here's professor of being a dog. Yeah, he's a professor of being a dog. Ooh, faced. Faced. <laughs> faced. Thank no you, Polly Shore. When we grew up, though, it was face, not faced. Right. There was faced. no faced. Like you've been faced. Like you've just got faced. Yeah. No, it was yeah. like, oh, dude, face. Is what you'd say. Like you've got you, like you got your burns. Face. Short in your face. Yeah, in your face or face. Can we hear that again? Does he say faced or face? He says faced with an E D. Here you go. Okay. <laughs> Whoops, that's not it. Sorry. Here's the real one. Yeah, he's a professor. Of being a dog. Ooh, faced. See, face. Yeah, very, yeah, very, very much pronounces the face. By the way, arrogant bra- uh, bastard made by the Stone Brewing Company in uh Escondido, California. Oh, yeah, right down the road from here. Good old stone. Yeah, but water used that to be, used to be great, but no, now they're just. Oh, uh, they're sold out. Uh, they, they, uh, uh, California. The water's okay if you can find it. That's the, that's the thing. Well, <laughs> Ur- right, Urban Dictionary supports We're turning, that. We're Ooh, turning California all our faced. Right. <laughs> we're turning all of our water into booze. One way. Oh, one way. Yeah, that's a great idea. And nobody <laughs> yeah. will get sick on it. All right, here's my least favorite sound in the movie and the grossest thing I could find. <laughs> That's just gross, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't like it. Um, here's another line. We lit him on fire. Yes, we did. We did that. 
Uh, this one's called Like You Do. Ah! Ah! Okay, I have questions about that scene. <laughs> I love it. That was my favorite. Why That's was he doing that? What was that? Oh, he's, he, is, he is hearing what he assumes... <laughs> This is Paul out in the woods. Yeah. He's hearing what he assumes is an animal, and so he's ang to try to scare it away. But a weird <laughs> I never go ah. I might go I usually go, hey! Hey, yeah, yeah. Right. who is or it? You say, or you shout the name of one of your friends just in case it's right. them. Yeah, right? Jeff. Yeah. Instead he goes, ah. Ah. <laughs> ah. I'm a bird. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> All right, here's a good a-hole. Asshole! That's a pretty good a-hole. Bom, bom, that bom, is. Bom. That, that's a great take. Yeah, she did good there. I thought that was all right. Uh, here's it's a interesting sp- bit of yeah. trivia. Nobody ever dies from the disease, by the way. They're all killed right. by other means, like a shovel to the face or... Wait a minute. Uh, oh, right, the blonde giant. even. The blonde, he ended her there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She got her... She's yeah, her alive. face. Yeah. That was a... She got her face ate off. By the dog. That was she, a, I said, faced... I think you could have done a more <laughs> merciful, a more merciful style of killing with her, probably. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. They had, the they movie, had history. So, the yeah. movie definitely feels leaves you with the impression that even more people are about to die and from the disease. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. No, I assume that whole town's about to go under. From from what I saw there. Town. There's about no to get town. Faced. Or whatever There's they are. No town. The, they're they're motley group of like twelve people. Uh, here's the scary dog sound, it's, and it still scares me to hear it. Oof, gosh dang it. Dang. Scary dogs are scary. Here's a, this was kind of funny. The guy with the harmonica the jammed in his yeah. neck. Yeah, he got, he, got that, he got that shoved down his throat by his friend who uh, hit him with a guitar. Also yeah. people you wanted to die. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. I didn't want anyone to live except old guy who ran the store. And even then, I was pissed about his dumb joke uh, with the black people. Yeah, no, you want him to die, too, because he collects glass jars or something? Yeah. That's horrible. That was weird. Shirley Temple. Oh, God. Because he's a racist. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's like the Ken Kratz of the South. (laughs) (laughs) By the way... um, Ibit, I should mention, I, I watched, uh, and I did it for recommendals this week while you were gone. Yes, you may have heard, heard it, but yeah. I did the second season of that, Making a Murderer deal. Boy, Ken uh-huh. Kratz is a capital butthole, man. Awesome. Do we get, we get more Ken Kratz? Oh, I know we get the new more. lawyer lady, but uh, okay, lots cool. Lots more. So you get to, you're going to get your impression polished up when you watch that. Yay! Yeah, it's really something else. That guy is the worst butthole ever. All right, that's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, oh, this is a final clip. This is the only other symptom uh, that you get in this uh, in this thing. Okay, so if you catch the disease, you get this. Pissed blood. All right, that's it. <laughs> well done. There you uh, go. A lot of use for that. I yeah. wasn't expecting. I guess we don't get any it. audio of of uh, flailing deer legs through the window. No, there oh, wasn't yeah. much to record yeah. there, but it was pretty funny visually. <laughs> yes. That poor deer. Oh my gosh, yeah. that didn't go well. That was. Uh, yeah, that that's what we. That's, that's just trying to escalate, escalate, escalate until you're like, really? Yeah, right. it's a little over the top. I will say I still stand by this. The, at the end of the movie, I had kind of a, oh, wow, this ending. Right. I don't right. know what it was. Some, some of the ending kind of got me. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the ending of the of the first Night of the Living Dead. Sort of that weird, right. here's a bunch of shots of people in the aftermath. There's something about that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give Eli Roth sure. too much credit. It may have been just random, but. But it does make you long for a movie, and somebody could do this, and it would be such a great movie, 
to do a Friday the 13th more from the Jason Voorhees perspective where uh, you, you know, you're killing people sort of accidentally or by self-defense or things like that, but the all the people around think it's because you're a horrible slasher a misunderstood slasher (laughs) did you ever see uh the later of the texas chainsaw massacres uh yeah that's that's actually (laughs) what you kind of you yeah you kind of get to the point where you're like oh well poor leatherface Mm. oh awesome okay that's that's what i want to see then yeah i think it was the two that was it the 2013 i have it in 3d I'm trying to remember which is one. Is that it was. the, the one with um Kate not Kate Beckinsale? Was it two thousand three? Um, was who's Justin Bieber's wife? What's her name? Um, um oh very pretty. Um yes. can't think of her name. She's in one Selena of those. Selena Gomez? No. Not Selena Gomez. Uh no. Gosh dang it. No, no. She's kind of taller and buffer and cool. No. Two thousand thirteen so. is the one I was thinking about, by the way. Oh, Justin Timberlake, Jessica Beale. I'm sorry, I thought that you said Justin Bieber. Oh yeah, no, I, I thought yeah. I did too. That's why I was trying to figure. I'm like, Justin Bieber's married. Who's yeah, yeah, no, you guys just really like Justin Bieber, he's so he heard Justin. He's married to that sandwich. Yeah, I'm so concerned about that burrito. <laughs> that right. burrito, that's what it is. Not the, he's right, right. married to that burrito was, that he's eating from the middle on out. What right. is up with that kid? <laughs> if you want to see a horror, if you want to hear, see a horror uh, character uh, turn into kind of the hero, then check out the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D from 2013. I thought that I kind of enjoyed that one a little bit. Did you like that one? Okay. I I I'm not opposed to these like the Friday the Thirteenth remake thing they did that was just like a throwback to the original. I really liked it. Like I thought right. that was great, really well done. And I don't know why. Like it probably wasn't, but I think I liked it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was like twenty ten or twelve or eleven or something, mm. something like that. That's a good little slasher movie. We should watch that sometime. Slasher. They just get right back to basics. It's like teenagers, cabin, Jason, mm-hmm. machete, go. Right. Joe, do it. We, yeah. we know the formula. Yeah. We're sticking to it. Yeah, we're just going to go all in on it. Um, all right, time for this. Why? It's the film check sack checklist. Stupid, check, dumb, check. Uh, makes you wonder why Roth gets directing work? Check. <laughs> Triple check. Uh, Star Trek Connection, we have exactly one. Tommy J. Huff, he was in the truck stunts. Trying to, think, trying to think what that means, like uh, probably the running. Oh, end like of when stuff. The, later on when those uh, the trucks were chasing each other. Yeah, and, uh, there, was, oh, there was a good bit of that. Right, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he performed stunts in Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, Star Trek V: The Final Frontier, where he doubled for DeForest Kelly, and in Star Trek: The Undiscovered Country, also doubled for DeForest Kelly. Thank you, mm-hmm. Daryl, for that. Those are your track right. connections. So, if you saw DeForest Kelly in this movie. You know why. <laughs> yeah. Soundtrack grade, I give it a W for whatever. It's probably O for obvious because yeah. Randy's right. Yeah. Earlier in the show, you mentioned that it was just such like, yeah. here's the when you're in town and here's the, mm-hmm. you know, exact same thing or the exact right tropey music you'd use for the attack or whatever. It was just like paint by the numbers stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fine, but whatever. I was I was imagining they them using completely different music and I was trying to figure out where I would pull. And the answer is the TV show Justified. I would go and gra- and just steal that and re- and rescore this movie. Sure, why not? Stole everything that. else. I miss why that not? show so much. <laughs> well, stole everything uh, eight years in advance. Right, right. Raylan. Oh, I miss that show. Oh, can you imagine if this movie had ended with uh, Timothy Oliphant and Walton Goggins <laughs> showing up to figure out what's <laughs> just to fix the whole movie? That would be. Right. That would fix it. Quit yeah. trying to make this a good movie. I know. It's, <laughs> it's not actually possible. So instead, we'll do this. 
uh, we have alternate. Oh, no, we didn't do the Twitter post first. What am I thinking? I'm skipping ahead here. Uh, hey, we got to sum it up in 100, sorry, 280 characters or less. And uh, I got to stick to tradition here. Randy starts. Randy, what do you got? Cabin fever, a cheap, badly planned, scary gathering of young, horny, tragically dumb people who have no business trying to do anything. And that was just the initial producer's. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Also, uh, Brian Dunaway. Cabin fever, like a movie, you're pretty sure that the entire gas was paid in pot and bottled water. Faced. Yeah, faced. (laughs) Boy, you got faced. He had the Eli Roth had the whole budget right there in his hand yep. when he walked up in that. Yep. That was yep. the entire thing. Look here, fitters. Yeah, it grossed sixty six million. It cost a bag of weed. Bag of weed. <laughs> uh Brian Ibbett. Cabin fever. Thus ends the great debate of pancakes versus waffles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> waffles. Oh, waffles is the answer. No more pancakes. I don't ever want either ever again. <laughs> I don't want anything. Man, if yeah. my dang old kid come at me in the morning time when a pancake started doing all kinds of taekwondo, I'd be like, mm. You just I went would put full. put my hand out for him to bite. You just right, went, bite you went, it. You went bite full uh, uh, Boomhauer there on that. I could go Boomhauer, but I figured I better not. <laughs> you said dang old. That it made me dang, think old dang old anyway. <laughs> That's pretty good. Been calling you guys better on a week now. That's Please. right. Here's this. Right, truly the alternate titles garbage in the woods or cabin full of dudes there you go uh it was at the end it was nothing but dudes it was all dudes hey a couple quick things before i get to an email i want to give some credit and some love out to a couple of listeners who sent us movies to sack um and we'll get to them Uh, i gotta send them off to you guys but they just showed up at the p.o box baloney ninja sent crystal skull dvds my dreams are answered yeah we're gonna have to watch crystal skull i think um and then adrian J. he sent mac and me dvds oh man really yeah okay cool so forward to that big thanks to baloney ninja and adrian for thinking of us good day uh, for me we will day for bad movies (laughs) we'll put them in the pile of things we'll get to uh, at some point or another, but thank you very much that was very generous of you Uh, i've got an email that came to us at filmsack at gmail.com this came to us from sony not the record. The, the Sony? Not the place. Wow. It might it's probably pronounced Sonny, but there's no, it's not double N, so that's why it's, mm-hmm. it just says Sony. But anyway, dear Awesome Film Sack crew, I saw that Robin Hood starring Kevin Costner was on Netflix and decided to watch, surely assuming you find men have certainly sacked this movie before. I was so, sur- so sure that I've listened to you guys sack this one, but after searching, there's no trace of this movie in your backlogs. I can't believe you guys have not done this surely. yet. It does, uh, needs to be done. Love the show and don't think I can live without it. If if yeah. that movie was made by Sony, that would be perfect. <laughs> it would be, wouldn't it? His if final they line. they were actually. Yeah, if they, I, I completely agree. Final line, he says, I'm not sure what I'm going to do once y'all die or retire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know either. Let's not get too hasty there, Sonny. Sonny, Sony, Sonny. Whatever your name is. Fortunately, when we die or retire, we won't have to worry about what we're going right. to do. Yeah. You don't have to worry about me retiring. I stretch every day. Yeah. He's... So, again, we're talking about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's the right. one with the Brian yeah. Adams song mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Everything I do, I do it for you. And it's got Snape as the uh, sheriff in Nottingham. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I, uh, I'm all and in. There's several different accents, all uh, done by Kevin <laughs> Costner throughout the film. The great Kevin Costner, the fish man of Waterworld. Hey, this, who else is in there? Uh, uh, Morgan Freeman in there plays, uh, I don't know who. 
Friar Tuck, Friar maybe, or something. Tuck. Can I say how many times I've seen this movie back in the day, but it's been like, what, 20 years since I probably watched it last? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, it was, it, I watched it so many times. We so should absolutely, I th- I, and I think we maybe even had it on the list before and then yeah. had yeah. one of these poll mm-hmm. deals happen. So I have no problem even pushing that one up if we want to get to it. Uh, so totally. we'll, we'll talk about and that. And I just point. I just double confirmed this was a Warner Brothers film, not a Sony film, oh. and this is not some crazy thirty years later. That's some executive at Sony going, "Hey, my favorite movie that Warner Brothers, Brothers ever did Brothers. was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves." <laughs> uh, anyway, emails come to us at filmsackagemail.com. We want to thank Sony slash Sony for sending that one in. Our next film will be. Young Gun. Yeah. I'll be your Remember, this is Happy Halloween. We always take a, a little break after Halloween, but we'll be back with Young Guns. That's right. That. Oh, he cut That's out right. What did right. right. you say at the end? That. You said something at the end there. That movie. Oh. Hey, that look, movie. it's perfect timing because Red Dead Redemption 2 is out. I've been playing that. Uh, exactly. I got, I got a little That's the, cowboy on the mind right now. So. The reason that it's up. Like you're going <laughs> to spend the next few days playing Red Dead Redemption 2 mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> you're going to shoot things. You're going to ride a horse like you're in Grand Theft Auto on a horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My memory of that and movie then, is that Charlie Sheen died on a toilet. Do I have that right? You're Absolutely. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no. What you're confused about is. Yeah. Right. It might be Young Guns 2, I'm thinking of. It might be really confusing with real life. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I think you're confusing it with that Time Life book that came out. Oh, okay. Uh, where they always talked about that kind of stuff. It's where Tyrion killed Tywin in the. Uh, That's right. That's it. In the in the Lord of the or, or, sorry, the Lord of the Rings. The, yes, Lord of the, the Rings. Game of the Thrones. The game of the Thrones. Yeah, the Lord slowly, of the Thrones. Slowly, slowly, Scott <laughs> into madness. No, that's what you do. You take Lord of the Rings and you take Game of Thrones and any mixing of those titles. That's how you come up with bad uh, mobile game knockoffs. So right. Lord of the Thrones is a great mobile game that you'll see advertised on like Instagram or something or game of the game of the Lords or something like that. Game of the Lords. Uh, it's a fun game. You should play it at home. Filmsack.com is our website and you should go there. Filmsack on Twitter is also a thing you should follow because that's, I don't know, we say things there and uh, it's a good place to hang out and talk to us. You can also express your feelings and thoughts there as well. I need to open DMs on that account. Some people can just send us messages. Yikes. Great. That'd be all right. Randy has access to that too, so he and I can both just wallow in the in the DMs. We can slide into our own DMs. Mm. <laughs> Scott and me this DMing is each other yeah. as the same account. <laughs> the same account. It's a great idea. Uh, this, fit- is, this is Bert level disturbing. <laughs> I know, it kind of is. Uh, long live Bert. Filmsack.com is our website, and you can find everything you need there. And if you are in Anaheim, California for BlizzCon, uh, please come and say hello to me and to Ibit and to Randy if you see us. Randy will be very busy uh, working there. But uh, yeah, but I'm easy to find. He I'm is easy right to in find. the middle of the Dark Moon Fair. That's right. And, I'll, and we'll be there a lot. And uh, there's a good chance you'll just see us around. So make sure you say hi, say howdy, and get a sticker. I have stickers. So come ask me for a sticker and I'll give you a sticker next week. Uh, I want a sticker. that's gonna do it for today's episode thank you all for listening we'll be back a week after next so a little break for uh the trip and then we'll all be back with young guns for me for brian for brian and for randy squirrel we'll see you next time <laughs> oh, oh, <dude. laughs>
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Yeah. <laughs>